You are Locked On Seminoles, your daily podcast on the Florida State Seminoles, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Ladies and gentlemen, happy Friday and welcome to Locked On Seminoles. We are fans first, people second, podcasters third, but most importantly, we are pumped it's Friday. We hope you are too, and we are so grateful that you're joining us for a little bit of football talk to start off your weekend. Drake, buddy, how you doing? I'm doing great, man, doing great. It's Thursday. We're you know getting ready for Friday as everyone listening to this. The weekend is here. I am stoked. I am ready, but also I am excited to be back here Early in the morning, because I ain't gonna lie, this energy, I haven't done one of these yet, and I uh, I feel the energy, the uh, tension, the uh, liveliness in the room right now. Yeah, no, there is. The energy is coming. Folks, like he said, it is bright and early Thursday morning for us as we record, because look, we love you. We care about you. We want to bring you the football talk, so sometimes that means... Uh, getting a little wild with the schedule, and the beauty of it being Thursday morning is that, you know, look, they're playing over in England right now. They're playing the British Open, or the Open, as they call it. They teed off around 2 o'clock this morning. Brooks Kepka is headed down the 18th fairway. He's two under, tied for ninth. So I hope y'all got to betonline.ag and got a Brooks Kepka top five bet in because those odds are going to change after today. Oh, and let me look real quick. Hang on, because as y'all know, I always have to check. Oh, Bryson DeChambeau's one over through 12, putting him at 53rd place. You hate to see it. <sighs> no, you don't. Anyway, so, Drake, let's talk some football, buddy. I think the folks are ready for football. I think we are all football all the time. And this morning, in my mailbox, actually, it was in my mailbox, which is odd for an Amazon delivery. I came back from getting a large Dr. Pepper from Circle K, because I like to start my day off with sugary, caffeinated goodness. My Phil Steele magazine was here, and that is a lot of preview. It's 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 a lot going on. It gives you a ton of information, and I, we don't we're not going to dissect all of it. What I found most interesting, and I, I, I promise, folks, we're not going to talk all defensive line for the whole week. We're actually going to talk schedule today and give you all that rundown. But what I found the most interesting was projecting Dennis Briggs starting at defensive tackle, and I think we talked about that a little before we filmed, but. Yeah, he's a big dude now. He's up to 280, six foot five. He had 20 some odd, 26 tackles last year, 28 tackles in a short season. I, I don't hate that, but we just didn't really talk about him in our preview. So I'm not, you know, I, what do you expect out of Dennis Briggs this year? Um, before I go into that, folks, I do want to give you guys a heads up. He's not getting like a simple, small old Dr. Pepper. He's got one of those giant glug size child size like the literal size of an infant child if liquefied sizes of uh dr hyper but it no, is an extra large circle k polar pop and if you think i'm a psychopath for drinking it don't worry everyone does but i love it i love i'm key i am hell with orange soda that is me with dr pepper and i am not ashamed to admit it yeah, he's got a problem, folks. But no, with Dennis, with uh, Dennis Briggs, I I thought I was gonna play defensive end because if I remember correctly, he was the one that opted out before the season started and then came in and then played at the defensive end spot and actually did provide a little bit of a spark. And we did notice that he was probably one of the more efficient players on that line. But yeah, I did not know that he was almost 285 pounds, which to me that's a big, big boy slide on on inside there. I disagree with Phil Steele. I still think that Robert Cooper is going to be that guy because 
He's lost, like, I think every single year at least, like, 25 pounds on his frame. I think he came in, like, around 360, and now I think he's around – what, what's Robert Cooper around now, Max? If you can pull it up. Uh, yeah, I, I'm trying. I'm trying to find what we have him listed at. That's We've got him listed at 330 still, but he came in yeah, at 360, 370. Yeah, and he was. He used to be. He was too big because remember he used, he complained yeah. about it during one of his press conferences. Like I was too. I was just too damn big. I was too slow, and now like he's not light, obviously from I mean, that he, size, he but now he's able to walk around. Like, he lost the size of like a third grader. Yeah. I mean, he literally came in. He's lost like 75 pounds. I think he might have been pushing 400 at one point. No so, jokes. Actually, you're right, yeah. It, it was nuts. Now, Dennis Briggs, just so we kind of absolve ourselves so we don't look dumb to the listener, He, you were right, Drake. So when he came out of high school, he was 6'4", 230. So he's put on a solid 50 pounds. Like, he's not yeah. – you know, so that is a surprise. But, hey, man, if we can get help on the inside, I will – I will take it and hearing, you know, you bring him on the inside, you get the new transfer and Kushney going more to the outside, which, but I mean, dude, that's another one with Kushney. He's six foot two, two fifty. You wonder if they're not going to try to like sort of use him in that position this year, but be like, Hey, I think you look at Kushney and you look at his speed and it's like, okay, we got to figure out how fast he is because I think if he has the speed, then you tell either um, big country or, uh, Quayshon Fuller to hey, get in the get in the get to meal time, get in the lunchroom, get bigger, and move to the inside. And if he doesn't have that speed, but with his productivity, I think you put size on him, and then next year you're going to look for help from him on the inside. But I would guess one of those three, Kushney, Quayshon Fuller, or Big Country, are going to end up playing interior line because we're we're, we're going to need help there next year, and they've got the program now, fortunately, to put size on these kids. Uh, I don't think Kush is going to do that. I think Kush needs valuable assets, like his length and his speed. I think that's something you just, you don't, you don't make a difference to tackle over someone that's already a natural pass rusher. Even though I'm not like, I didn't know much about the kid until he actually committed. I'm not going to lie. I'd be lying to you if I did. After he committed, I watched a little bit more of his stuff. I'm like, okay, this kid actually did has you? like, okay. he actually has like a nice little quick step off the line. And I know it's in the swack, but to me, like I'm not gonna punish you for you know performing at your skill level, you know at a level what you are at. And he did he did great, and he did. So really now that Dave's not here for me to just just beat on, um, and I can beat on him without him here to defend himself, which is my favorite. I, I do want to have your take on that because I've given mine of it feels more like he outgrew the swag if you look at his increasing productivity and then transferring. Yeah. Um, and and again, guys, if you didn't hear me slip it in yesterday. Cause I tried to be nice about it. Cause I, I didn't want to seem like I was just arguing with Dave. I looked it up 150 guys from the FCS made 53 man rosters last year, which mathematically is 8% of the NFL. So there is talent in the FCS level. It's not like I, I will agree, by the way, it's, it's not the FBS. It's not the group of five. It's definitely not the power five, but to me, you have seven sacks in four games. If he could do 20% of that, he would have been the best sacker on our team last year. So that's, you know, I, I don't know. Anyway, uh, go ahead. Yeah, no. Um, well, for the first thing, I know where Dave is coming from. We don't want to act like this kid's like a, an sure. elite five-star blue chip. That makes a lot of sense because, like, he is coming from the swag, which is a lower tier competition. Also, I was the personal opinion that we, we first offered the kid a PWO offer. We didn't offer him scholarship until Kane Man did not come to tally. First off, never we're never doing a hashtag like that ever ever again we look like idiots now i don't think so I, I i think just because a marketing campaign fails it doesn't mean you don't 
try. Oh no, I, I'm yeah, I'm just being I'm just being an asshole right now. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 No, I, 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 no, I'm fine with that. But no, with Kushney, he is a solid player. The kid had seven sacks in 2019. Then he had another seven sacks in 2020. So he has, has 14 total sacks in 16 games. So almost the average is a sack per game, which is absolutely unheard. I don't care where you're playing. That's absurd to me. But he's not going to start here right now. He's not. And to me, this is someone that we're going to definitely need to spell. He's definitely Do you think he'll get – let me ask you this, because starting is a weird, weird term on in a position like D-line. Do you think he gets like high – backup or even starter level snaps here though because i i think he gets probably i would split the difference with our with our friends on the other pod we like i don't think he gets in that 600 range but i don't think he's down to two i I think he probably gets in that 400 range of snaps i think he'll get more than like he'll get more than griffiths and and fuller i think he'll be in the middle range again those snaps because he does have that i do like his size i do like his speed he's very He's sneaky fast for a big dude. We, I, don't, I, I don't know if you saw the Twitter video that I sent you that he like he he has a really good first step. I don't think he's a high high tier reserve, but I definitely do see him getting those middle tier middle snaps because he does have a natural affinity to get to the quarterback, which is something that we haven't really had since Brian Burns we talked about earlier earlier and during our pre-production. Yeah, there, there's a few things to like about the kid, and I think you said pretty much everything I would athletically. The only thing I would add is, again, there is talent from the FCS. I, I think Dave and I, and I'm going to defend him now because he's not here. I think we were arguing two different things without realizing it. I was looking at, is this kid a net positive to the team? I think where he was getting frustrated was the, and, and it's a fair it's a fair thing, uh, the fan base kind of doing that Miami thing of, oh, we just got this transfer from Alabama A&M. He's the best ever, blah, blah, blah. I understand that, but I don't feel like anyone in the know was doing that. I think we just look at it and it's like, look, this kid is a solid addition for all the reasons you said. I'm going to add one more thing, though. You look at him, he comes out of, of Palm Beach Central, no stars, goes to Alabama A&M, which is the HBCU in the SWAC, definitely cares about football, works his butt off. So the other thing is, you know, he already has a degree, graduated summa cum laude in two years. He was, he was like all conference academic team, graduated summa cum laude. So he's smart as shit. So he does that. It's 14 sacks and 16 games. And I think he said, look, I want to try myself at the next level and get ready to maybe go from a zero star to try to get in the NFL. I absolutely love the chip on his shoulder. He's probably going to bring to this locker room. Because you, you got to think the talk's there. Like, these are the same kids. Dude, we saw it in fraternity rush, right? Like, these are the same kids that got recruited out of high school and got to sign NLIs and got these D1 FBS offers. And I bet he remembers that. You know what I mean? And now he's going to come into this locker room. And even if he doesn't start, I think he's going to add a lot of motor to that practice unit. And that's, yeah, I, that's I, something I'm excited for. Yeah, I think he's going to bring a lot of push to pull. And plus, I mean, he's a... I mean, like I can't say that enough. He's from he's from the South Florida area. He's from a really you know top tier program, Palm Beach Central in that area, and that's something that like you have someone that like you has that chip on his shoulder, especially, and then you have that kind of like, I mean, I said it with James Coleman the other, uh, when we were interviewing him that South Florida people like we talk differently, and our attitude about life and attitude we, when we attack stuff is a lot different. So you're definitely gonna see him challenging people in that locker room, and actually, I'm very excited to see him bring that forward because the 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 culture in there has been changing a lot. I mean, we see well with all these kids, we had the highest number of football players land on the all ACC academic honor roll this past year. So you're seeing an entire shift in the mentality for the entire team overall with Norvell being here. And it's huge. And it's great. And it's something that, you know, we're really looking forward to with Kushney. 
that's another he's a Mike Norvell fine. And I, you always see that when coaches recruit kids and get kids, they bring in the mentality and the mold of their own personality. So that's absolutely right. Dude, and all you know, the thing is, I don't want to act like it's all about grades because you could have the best GPA in the world and suck at football, but it's hard to get good grades as a football player. I know there's the stigma of well, there are people to do their homework that it, that's not true. I it's went not. to I went it's, to it's Florida not. State in 2013. We can brag a little bit, not brag. I, I, I'm going to name drop and I'm sorry, but for the purposes of this, I think I need to. So we had Brian Stork and Cam Irving, both first round draft picks in our fraternity. Like, and they weren't aloof. I mean, Cam Irving in the off season was there all the time. He's someone I still consider a friend. Ian Miller on the basketball team was there all the time. Joel Hopkins was there all the time. Love those dudes. I had Rashad Green in my economics class. I obviously sat next to him because I was a fangirl. These kids go to class. They study. They work hard. Yeah, they have tutors and resources. But again, if you went to Florida State, you know, we had tutoring zone. Hell, I never violated the academic honor code, but we were in a fraternity. We had a hundred dudes, half of which were all taking the same classes to help us out. I mean, they don't have anything that normal students don't have, in my opinion. So to have those grades and have basically a 40 hour a week job that shows it just shows a level of dedication and a level of forethought that I think tells you what kind of kid a kid is. So I respect the hell out of it. Now, Drake, we got to get to our betonline.ag line of the day. Folks, come on. If you didn't go create an account, go to betonline.ag, create an account, promo code locked on, get your 50% welcome bonus. You're going to miss out on Brooks Kepka. He was four and a half to one to make the top five. He's already surging. He's going to finish the day in the top 10 and today's just day one, but Drizzy, I'm going to ask you three buy or, or you know what I'm going to ask? I'm going to ask value or what's the word for a not value? Value or lemon? I'm going to ask you, going to ask you, oh, deal or lemon, like on a car lot. So the betonline.ag deal or lemon. I am looking at some odds for the 2022 season. And you're going to tell me if this is a good deal on the bet, if you like the odds as a value or if it's a complete lemon and you want nothing to do with this bet, okay. we have three teams at 25 to one to win the national championship, 25 to one odds. So, you know, you bet a hundred bucks, you're going to win 2,500. The goal here is not, Oh, I think they're going to win the national championship. You know, folks, it's, do you think they have better than a 25 to one chance to do it? And thus the vets valuable. So here's the three teams, Drake, LSU, Texas, and Texas A&M. Are any of those valuable, or are they all lemons? LSU's a lemon. Um, I really do like the football team they have over there roster-wise, but I think with everything that's been going on, especially with Coach O, and I don't think he's going to be there for very much longer. And we saw last year that they particularly had the probably one of the worst hangover seasons since of a championship team since the 1998. Dude, that was a Max so. Moody level hangover. And if y'all know me, if you've never drank with me, I don't even drink that much, but I get the worst hangovers on the planet. So yeah, I yeah, that was I, Max I, I had to hangover. literally feed this man, you know, from my hand to his mouth last time. The first time I actually moved up to DC. Um, but yeah, well, LSU is 100. percent It's a uh, that's a lemon pick right there, Texas. That's another one, too. I'm not taking that whatsoever at all, mainly because it's the first year of Steve Sarkeesian and Tom. And I don't know. I actually don't even know who the quarterback is. They Blake. I was at Blake Ellinger is his name. Sorry, sorry. Sam, uh, Sam Ellinger is yeah, his yeah. Name, was who used to be there and finally got drafted. And I don't know who their quarterback is. So and the only person I know on the team is the kicker. So and when the only person you know on the team is a kicker, you're not going to win anything. So 
And then Texas A&M, I actually do think there's value there because I think one of the things with Jimbo Fisher was that um, I think Kellen Mond severely limited his offense. And you can kind of tell with like, for those of you who remember Jimbo Fisher, like you can tell when he's like really pissed off at like at the quarterback for not doing the way he wants to do it by looking how he yelled at Jim, James Winston, even though he, he yelled, used to yell at James for changing the play at the line of scrimmage. So, and to me, I think they're texting has a new quarterback coming up for guys. And I think it's Haynes King. And I think that's a great value pick because that's right there. I think they're actually, you know, Jimbo's the only coach, I think, outside of Saban and Dabo that's apparently won in the past 10 years. So to me, I'm going to go with Texas A&M. That should actually be a deal. So. All right. Yeah, no, I dig that. That is your betonline.ag line of the day. If you're going to pick one of the three teams at 25 to 1 in NCAA futures to win a championship, Drake says Texas A&M is the value. Texas and LSU are lemons. Don't even touch them. So everyone's doing it. I know we're copycats, but it's what y'all want to hear. It is what the people want to know sitting here on July 16th. What's the schedule breakdown going to look like? And we're going to do a walkthrough real quick. It may be very locked on Seminoles where we bounce around a little, but hey, why not? So Drizzy, I've got my pen out. I'm going to put it in ink. I've got my fill steel right here. Boom. Let's just look at this schedule, man. We have, by the way, we've got to play Notre Dame. We've got to play North Carolina. We've got to play Clemson. We've got to play Miami and we've got to play Florida. We very conceivably could play four top 10 teams this year, at least four top 15 teams this year. I think that you're also going to see and I think you think this too, a spike from Boston College. I wouldn't be surprised if on November 20th, they're ranked probably in the top 20. I really, honestly, I don't know. Here's the games I don't know what to make of. And maybe you can help give me some clarity. I don't know what to make of Wake Forest. I don't know what to make of Louisville. And I don't know what to make of NC State. Those are the three games that, so 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 let me, can I just run through where I've got us right now? Yeah, go, yeah, I, go, okay. yeah, go right ahead. So Notre Dame, I'm not going to touch because I don't want to don't want to upset anybody. I've got Jacksonville State as a win. I've got Wake Forest, Louisville. I'm skipping those. I've got Syracuse as a win. I have North Carolina as a loss because I think you. I don't think lightning strikes twice, folks. I'm sorry. I think that we definitely beat UMass. I think that I've got Boston College as a loss because, and we've talked about this. If you didn't hear this, folks, in five weeks we have to play Clemson. We have to play NC State, and then we have to play Miami. And then November 20th, and, and if you're from Florida, it's hard for your brain to understand what I'm going to say, not because you're dumb, but because you're, you get it, but you've never lived it. November 20th in Boston, Massachusetts is a cold month. That's not a, oh, it's starting to get cooler time. It's cold. We looked it up last time. What would we find, Rick? The average high in, no, in November 20th in Boston is like 42 degrees with a it low is, in the 20s. Yeah, it's like 48 with like a low like in the literally like 21 22 degrees yeah so you get any wind coming off the harbor you know you're down there and there's the harbor and there's some wind coming off of it well then you're screwed it's going to be freezing we're going to come off of an absolute slog i just think that's the trap game of all trap games so right now on those i've got us at three and two on those games Drake, help me fill in. I want to do Notre Dame last, by the way. I think no, that, that's, that's the one the people want to know about. So I think that's the one we got to save. Let's start with Wake Forest. Wake Forest, I looked at FPI. They have us at a 45% chance to win that game. Do you have any idea why? I, I can't for the life of me. I, I know I just got my Phil Steele, but I, 
my brain can't accept that we have a 45% chance of beating Wake Forest. So please enlighten me if you know. So I think that's more the consistency of Wake Forest. I think that's more the, the thing that they have. They have had the same quarterback for the past two years, Sam Hartman, and who's a – both of – Max and I are big fans of Sam Hartman. I like Sam Hartman a lot. He's a QB1 show. Uh, Dave Clawson also is a great coach right there. I think he's the he's, – to me, he's going to be the guy that stays there forever. Like they find their guy that's like, hey, you know, we're going winning, you know, nine to ten wins a year, and you can actually – you've achieved that once before. So I think that's what's going on with them. And also, their defense is pretty good, even though – I disagree with the 45% mainly because they lost Carlos Basham Jr., a.k.a. Boogie Basham, to the draft. So, me personally, I have this as a win because, one, it's really early in the year. And I think the one thing with Wake Forest is, like, once they like they, they kind of have this weird thing where they start clicking in the middle of the year. And to me, I'm, I'm of the opinion that actually we can beat Wake Forest. Um, and then you, you mind if we go to the Boston College game real quick? No, no, we, we can go to that. I just looked, by the way, and NC State has 19, 19 starters returning from a seven NC, ACC win season. So that, uh, that, that folks, is, is going to be a tough one. But we'll talk about that next. Let's go to Boston College because I want to hear your thoughts on it. So I don't think it's a trap game. And I say that mainly because I've been over the Lockdown ACC. I've been beating the drum that Boston College is probably one of the best teams in the ACC, primarily because they had the best coaching hire two years ago with Jeff Halfley, the former defensive coordinator at Ohio State. Right, uh, to me, to me, that's a game that we're also honestly that we should expect to probably lose that mainly because they are bringing back Big Phil, aka Phil Dracovich, the Notre Dame transfer from like came in last year. And remember, they almost beat Clemson last year. Uh, no, I know they, they almost know. beat Notre Dame last year as well. Um, and to me, I think for us, if I'm Coach Norvell, I I know he's not going to think this way, but I think you kind of look past that game to a Florida team that we have no idea what they are. We're going to know what they are by the time that, that season rolls around at that point because it's going to be that last game of the year. I think you kind of look past Boston College for that because you need to beat either Miami or Florida coming into this year for recruiting purposes and just mainly for the last guy didn't beat either. So you need to do it at least once. But with Boston College, they also they have Jalen Lars Woodby. They have a top three offensive line in the country over there. Their defense is always solid and sound because Jeff Halfway, that's what his, where his bread, that's his bread and butter. So to me, it's not a trap game, mainly because that's a game that we know it's gonna be difficult. So yeah, and I mean, look, their their team last year, again, you're right. They almost beat Clemson and they gave Notre Dame a run for their money, 14 point game at, you know, when they uh when they had Notre Dame at home late in the season. I, I respect what Boston College did because you know me. I, I talk out of both sides of my mouth in the fact that I always say don't sacrifice the perfect in the name of the or the good in the name of the perfect. But I also respect when a team goes, hey, we could be better than this. And Steve Adazio was doing well at Boston College. He was winning, you know, six to eight games a year. He was making bowl games. And it's cool to see a team that has the they have the history of Matt Ryan. They have the history of Doug Flutie. They've been good before going, you know what? Why are we? No, we can do better than this. They bring in Jeff Halfley from Ohio State, and he instantly kind of turns the team around. So, yeah, I, I, I we're splitting hairs on that with trap game. I understand what you're. We will be an underdog in that game. I yeah. mean, more in the sense of it'll be even less winnable than we think it's going to be because of that beatdown. So, mm-hmm. Wake Forest, I, I like putting that in as a win. I think Louisville, we get revenge on that one. We just seem with that team to go like. I could be wrong on this. When's the last time either of us beat the other one twice in a row? Well, Louisville? Mm-hmm. Probably. When was the last time? Probably the year before we played Lamar Jackson. The yeah. When we had that historic game that we beat. We lost by 40. 
Yeah. And did they, well, I guess they did beat us the next year, but it was competitive. So yeah, look, we go back and forth with them. I think we get some revenge because I will, until the day I die, say you can't blame a big loss typically on drops, but that loss last year, even though the score got out, what was the score? I'm looking for it real quick. Even I though that score got like out of control and it was, I think it was like 48, 48, 16, 48, 16. Oh, really? That was not a 48, 16 game. They had yeah, three I'm touchdowns like- over 50 yards. And the, when you score a touchdown over 50 yards, especially the way they did, it was literally one bad missed tackle. Then there was one bad containment break. Then there was one kind of fluky catch by that kid that's now in the NFL coming through the slot that he took to the house. Yeah, I'm about to say I, that like, was I, not a 48 to 16 game. We also had what eight, eight or nine dropped passes in that game. I mean, that was the game where if you don't remember, a little trip down memory lane, we were we were going back and forth. So we scored, they scored, we scored, they scored. I think then we they score somehow. I don't whatever. We were behind by a touchdown. We threw a pick. No, it was the Keyshawn Helton just off his hands. No, 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 was, no. I mean, like we threw a pick and then we got. Oh, you're right. You're right. Third and 15, we're like, oh, no, Jordan Travis is not built for this. For the first time ever, Jordan Travis doesn't leave the pocket, sets his feet. And this is, by the way, a play that gives me a lot of confidence in him when his feet are set, lasers it over the middle, nails Keyshawn Helton in the hands, like 20 yards downfield, right off his hands. And that just, the game was over. And not only that, remember, Jordan Travis left the game due to injury. Yeah, we brought Chubb Chubb And Chubb Purdy actually came in. He went over what, nine? But But like six of those were drops. Six of those were drops. And you remember the beautiful, the pass that like I think Dave clings on to that I think is a really, really good indicator of how good he can be. And the end zone. Beautiful end zone pass that like literally just went off the dude's hands. And I don't, yeah, I don't, I did not remember that game being that far apart. And to me, I don't like Malik Cunningham that much. I also think that Scott Satterfield's a terrible coach. Well, dude, they, and also and, I, I've got a really, really good friend. Like someone like I, I consider him a dear friend at this point. He's, he's a bit of a work colleague. He works for a competitor, but we talk all the time. Big Louisville fan lives in Louisville. And dude, that man is a Christian. His wife teaches at a Christian school. I have never heard the F word out of his mouth so many times than when we spoke after the fiasco that was Scott Satterfield, who I've always supported, by the way doing that weird thing where he decided to go flirt with South Carolina publicly and basically tell the school, oh, but don't worry, you're my fallback because they don't want me. Dude, Louisville does not view itself, by the way, as a fallback to South Carolina. And that that fan base is not happy with him. Those kids, I got to imagine, are not happy with him. The administration is not happy with him. He is in a terrible spot right now. He made a god-awful business decision, and I – it wasn't I, a business decision. It was more that definitely was a hundred percent personal. And well, I I mean, I mean oh, yeah. whatever, yeah. but it, it it became it manifested itself as a business decision of telling. Oh, yeah, no, no, no. I agree with that. Yeah. That's like me walking to work tomorrow and going, Man, I'm happy to be here. But by the way, I'd much rather be working for Jim uh, Jim Beam or, or Brown Foreman because Pernod Ricard sucks. Like that that's effectively what he did. I'd lose my job if I did that, but I guess he had enough clout to to pull it off but that yeah that's a big time w for me because yeah uh, yeah and also yeah. he's got that buyout and the contract if they fire him you know with call we're gonna fire him for leaving for another job when he didn't leave for it so you really can't do that exactly and, and look also- maybe he was maybe he was just maybe he was just hungry you know maybe he was hungry and he didn't think and when you're not when you're hungry you don't think so folks if you have a thing coming up it's going to be important you need to make sure your stomach's fed and you're thinking straight so grab a built bar it'll help 
17 to 19 grams of protein, five grams of carbs, five grams of sugar. We say it every day. We're going to, I mean, Drake's looking great because he's been eating built bars. I'm a little skinny right now, but I'm, I'm feeling good. I've been getting in the gym, you know, and uh, it's all because of built bar. So builtbar.com promo code locked 15, 15% off your order. And once you're feeling, you're feeling full, you're feeling energized, you're ready to go say, screw it. I'm not going to let that thing in my car rattle around anymore. I'm going to fix that taillight. I'm going to fix that headlight. I'm going to fix that cracked thing on my bumper. I'm going to get some carnauba wax and I'm going to going to buff out whatever's going on. Whatever you need to do, you're going to need parts and Rock Auto's got them. Easy to navigate, easy to find what you need. It's just easy. They make life simple. And I'll tell you what, if you've done any car repair, you know that that is not usually simple. So if you can make the parts ordering part simple, well, good golly, Miss Molly, go do it. RockAuto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. So now we got we got to go to. You can tell I'm cherry picking the schedule. Uh, so right now we've got us beating Jacksonville State, beating Wake, beating Louisville, beating Syracuse, and beating UMass. So we're at five, and then we've got us losing to UNC. We've got us losing oh. to Boston College. So we've got us at two. You really think we're losing to UNC? I don't. I don't think lightning strikes twice there, dude. I think we go see, to see, see, here's the thing about that though. So this will this make me feel better. Maybe Mac Brown against Florida state is zero and 10. I don't, I know, but dude, I, I know, but there's certain people that, you know, are not meant to win certain things. Dan but, Marino never won a super bowl. Clayton okay, Kershaw for the longest time, never won a world series ring. I just think that like, there's certain things that like are just not meant to be brother. Like, I don't like, want to be, I don't, I don't, like me and Rihanna. Oh, that's fair. But I don't want to be a dick, but you're you're comparing beating this Florida State team to winning a Super Bowl in a World Series ring. I I, I just think <laughs> that maybe the two are a little bit different. I, I do. I I'm sorry, but we're talking money line. Last year we should have lost that game. I'm glad we won, but we should have lost. We got them at home this year. We don't have Dope Campbell's crowd. I just I don't see how we win that football game. I really, okay. really don't. I mean, look. We can we can put it as a, I'll, I'll put it as a W for Drake. We'll put a little Drake W here. I gonna do a little curse of W. Is that what you're gonna do with my? A little curse. I don't even know how to do a curse of W. Um, it's like Spanish, dude. Charlotte doesn't believe. I don't know how to do certain things in cursive. So I have this issue, folks. If you're trying to make your child bilingual, which you should be, and you're not, it's a it's an interesting journey. My daughter's Spanish is extremely good. She's she's been in Spanish immersion schools her whole life. Uh, most of her friends at school right now are native Spanish speakers. She does not believe I don't speak Spanish. Like she'll scream at me. She'll she'll say stuff in Spanish. I'm like, I don't know what you're saying. She'll get so angry and it's hilarious. Her brain just cannot comprehend that dad doesn't actually speak Spanish and I'm not lying to her. But yeah, he sends me videos of his daughter yelling at him. He's like, what the hell is she saying? I mean, I was like, okay, Max. Um dude, and her accent is so, I mean, she has the accent of a native Spanish speaker. Like her when accent's, she her accent's really freaking good. When she counts, I'm like, I didn't even know that word was pronounced that way. Um, <laughs> anyway, so I think we both got UMass. So who do you want to talk about first? NC state, Miami or Clemson? I think let's do, let's well, Clemson. I mean, I can take, let's just seconds. not Clemson. We, we don't need to talk about Clemson. Yeah. They're, we're not going to, I'm that. sorry, we're, folks. We're that, not win that game. Un, unless DJ Uyunglele tears his rotator cuff, but then decides to stay in the game and throw six picks where come on. Now yeah. I will say what, what do you think is an acceptable outcome for the Clemson game late in the season? We get them on October 30th. I'm going to go ahead and say if if that game 
can be a little less fluky than this one was, but look like the Notre Dame game last year, 16 point loss, but we're in the game the whole time. I'm going to call that a success. I think no more than two score. I think no more than 14, mainly just for recruiting purposes. We need to look a little bit better. And also I'm in the camp. Will you put a time limit on that? Will you say like no more than two scores up until the last four minutes? If they get one more touchdown, you're not going to lose sleep over it. Yeah, if they, it, if they score in the last minute of the game, I'm not going to care. That's a fluky touchdown. Okay. But, like, to me, DG Uyunglele is, is not Trevor Lawrence. We saw it last year. And also, their wide receivers outside Justin Ross are not very good. And yeah. also, their defense had a lot of growing pains last year. I, Me, personally, I don't think they're going to win the Atlantic anyway. Do you, so. do you think – I mean, no, sorry, they will win the Atlantic, but they won't win the conference. I'm sorry. Do you think that a little bit of DJ – that there's a little bit of, of chicken and egg or – Carton horse with Uyunglele with the Clemson offer and his rating as a recruit. Because I have to be honest, I've watched him play a lot of football. He's one of the players I've watched a lot of tape on. He reminds me of a quarterback's version of Tamori and Terry. I think he has one trick. He throws the ball really hard and can throw it really far. But I don't see the high fives. He's a good quarterback, but he to me is not any better than a Kelly Bryant or Ataj Boyd. I mean, he throws the ball really, really hard. He's really, really big. I just, I don't see it from his, you know, actual in the game play. He just, I don't know. Maybe that's just me being biased. Yeah. Um. To me, I think he has a. I think his ceiling is comp. He's really similar to Big Ben with the Steelers. I think accuracy is really good. He, he does have a cannon of an arm, which 100% did influence the decision of making him a high tier five star. And also, he played at. St. John Bosco in California, so he was exposed to a lot more um, competition than you know you would normally get where he's from. But to me, I don't think he's a one-trick pony. I think last, I think just think he's going to take a longer time to develop into that kind of quarterback than like most than what Clemson's used to with the Deshaun Watson or Trevor Lawrence. Like they were already were elite talents when they got to college. Right. He's not that guy yet. He's not that guy. You're not that. You're guy, not that pal. guy, pal. Are you that guy? One of the best viral videos on the internet, by the way, because I am of the camp where the kid definitely probably provoked him. And I just love that. Cause you know, that guy was just like, screw this kid. I'm going to stand up to this little, you know, just, I love, are you that guy? And he goes, absolutely. I am. It's like, fair enough. That's fair. Hey y'all straight here. Thank you guys so much for listening to today's episode. Tune in on Monday for part two of our little bit of our schedule breakdown with me and Max. That was a lot of fun to have. And also it was great to do it early in the morning. And also, I ain't gonna lie to you, it's nice for editing purposes now that I have a job to have these two partners so I can, you know, be able to do this over the weekend and also have Monday already taken care of. So please, if you can, don't forget to rate, review, subscribe, either on our podcast, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcast from. Thank you all so much for love and support. And for Max, this is Drake. We'll see you next week on Locked on Seminoles.